0: We are the music makers and we are the dreamers of dreams.
1: We love the same music, believe it or not. Beautiful love songs, love classic
2: melodies. It seemed to me that I was hearing a voice of God. In terms of lyrical craftsmanship, sheer songwriting, this album hits a new peak of professionalism.
0: These stories are beautiful. You never... Really understand a person until you consider things from his point of view. Let me tell you what, I'm like a virgin said, Fuck you, man. If you do like my fucking music, get your own fucking cat. Entire song. It's a metaphor for big dicks. Nah, uh, Did you know that Whitney Houston's debut LP had four number one singles on it? Do you know that you're insane?
1: You can have a hundred people in the room that are watching you, and 99 don't believe in you, and one does. We all go a
0: little mad sometimes. You know, the message is only there for the people who are
2: meant to find it.
0: Well, like adventures, you gotta be people. And all this it's all like
2: an adventure big adventure this is fun hello matthew v how
1: are we doing <gasps> today
2: hi andy o see this is i'm doing great because this is perfect because you've uh, i don't know if i've followed you or you've followed me but one of us has followed each other it's like we both showed up to a party in the same dress <laughs> but uh we have the wonderful first name and then the last name initial how like how perfect is that oh
1: yeah andy o and matthew v wait, wait what it sounds what's...
2: like a pretty good duet yeah,
1: awesome. I, I can't sing that well. I'm trying to practice. I'd love to do like singing lessons, like actually learn how to sing because I don't oh, sound I, terrible, but I don't sound amazing.
2: I feel like someone who listens to as much music as you do, like you could pull it off. But trust me, the Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande club could never. Have you heard of Andio and Matthew V? I have. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what does Matthew V stand for? What does the V stand for? It's
2: uh... oh, It's for my painfully long two word Dutch last name just like a lowercase v in the first one and a, uh, an uppercase v in the second name and then there's like a silent g and a silent h it's it's just a big mess so matthew v was a lot easier and uh people keep uh, messing up spelling matthew anyway so well it was the I'm same just... with
1: me because like mine is oliva yeah because i'm italian and people uh. would be like olive like oliver <laughs> like my science teacher in middle school called me mr oliver all year long Oh so I was just like, oh, he's like, let's just leave it at all simpler but, for you. But
2: there's no A or there an there A, but there's no ER. Am I wrong?
1: Tell him that. I don't know. People <laughs> are weird. People are weird. And then give that's me why his also... number.
2: I'll, I'll give him a call and I'll, I'll take care of it real fast. <laughs> well, that's
1: also why I started going yeah. Andy, too, because um, so my full name is Andrea. Yeah. I'm, again, I'm Italian. But like people, there's always this thing like they think it's like a girl's name in America and it's in Italy. It's a guy's name. And so oh, or they think
2: it's like andrea or whatever yeah or they andrea. mispronounce it
1: they call me Andres, blah, blah, blah. like all the time like i get like mail in the mail i get miss andrea oliva in the mail oh
0: my gosh it's like,
1: i'm like okay whatever like no <laughs> just call me andy we'll be simple but yeah. um okay enough talking about me because like i'm really really excited to have you on like honestly like this is a really big deal um, I remember when one of my friends like months and months ago, it was I think it was Dom. He showed me one of your songs. I think it was um, Always Be My Baby. Um, and I was like, oh, this is a really cool song. Like, this is a good like I love this cover of Mariah's song. Yeah. And I would have never thought like months down the road that I'd be sitting here like talking with you about this song like ever in a million years. Oh, so sweet. This is Well, really thank cool. you so much
2: for having me. This is exciting for me. My partner's gonna be thrilled that I'm on a podcast because he yeah. listens to podcasts all the time, and he feels like I'm, you know, trapped in 2004, and not really listening to podcasts. I'm a very avid music listener. I w- I've never read books. Like I'm, if I'm out on a walk, if I'm doing anything, there has to be music involved. Unless if I'm driving, I won't listen to music because I'm so focused on the music that I won't focus on driving. Right. Um, but uh, I'm such an avid music listener, so I've been told often and often that I need to get into podcasts because lord knows i'm not going to read but if someone can speak to me <laughs> it's, it's it's
1: weird because now we've got this cool thing where like somebody's like in your ear you can be like running or like driving or like whatever and they can be just talking about whatever you want i just think oh, it's super cool
2: i I think there needs to be a personal training podcast where i have some like really aggressive sounding voice in my ears <laughs> screaming like run bitch <laughs> because that that would uh that would, that would probably help me a bit i'm uh, i don't want to let anyone down but uh, yeah. yeah regardless thank you so much for having me on you're the welcome podcast. thanks I'm really for coming. excited um,
1: you just released your first single, Missing Me, right?
2: Yeah. Well, well not this your is, first single. No,
1: no. But your latest single. Uh, but I this say. is. Uh,
2: yes. So this is. Um, we just put out Missing Me last month. Uh, it's with uh, a really amazing Canadian artist uh, named Jocelyn Alice, who I had kind of listened to for the last. 10 years because she's so successful in Canada and especially on Canadian radio. Um, I went into this situation uh, or in, into this duet with one top 20 at Canadian radio. And I think Jocelyn has probably had five or six top tens. Um, yeah. So she's pretty established up here. And uh, it was just a really cool opportunity for me to, you know, have someone of her caliber kind of believe in me and uh, be willing to kind of co-sign this song. Um, and. Uh, it's been a really cool experience. It's also one of the first songs that I haven't, uh, you know, had a huge hand in writing from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in Los Angeles on a writing trip, and uh, Jocelyn and I had wanted to get together and write a song. I brought uh, a producer from Vancouver down with me, and then there were just so many schedule conflicts, and it didn't come together on that trip. But Jocelyn sent me uh, a demo of "Missing Me" and said, "I really think that this would work for you." She had written it in Nashville. I think a few weeks before that. And she said, I really think this would work for you or or as a duet. So just give it a listen. Mm-hmm. And I'm typically skeptical when someone sends me a song um, because I want to have a heavy hand in writing it. Right. Um, Where does that I listen- come from? Because I, I know everyone's I mean,
1: different. So I'm just curious.
2: Absolutely. I think that there's a few different standpoints. For me, I kind of came into Matthew V probably like five years ago when i was in london and i built the persona and it was all around music that i had written and so i think i'd kind of associated the artist of matthew v with self-written music um and besides that there's also a financial aspect to it where if you own your publishing you want to make sure that you have as high of a percentage of the writing on the song Mm -hmm. so that when it gets radio spins or this side or the other thing that you're you know making money from it um but uh i listened to this song that jocelyn had sent and uh for the first part i was expecting it not to be in my key because she's a female vocalist and All i right. was like oh god i'm gonna have to transpose this 900 times but um it the verses fit really well for me um the song was really strong and ryan who was the producer in the hotel room with me at the time when we were listening to it um he's like dude you should really consider this because this is really good um So I called my manager, who's the head of the label that I'm on, and uh, he had known Jocelyn for I think a handful of years because in Canada they had done panel discussions or something together, and uh, we just I went back to Vancouver and started recording my vocals there, and we kind of sent things back and forth to LA or to Nashville or to Calgary, which is where Jocelyn is now, Mm -hmm. and uh, it just all kind of put the pieces together. It's it was it was an interesting process to kind of do everything via email i'd never met jocelyn until the actual video shoot oh wow it was the first time that we had met in person uh so it was a lot of like email back and forth pulling this together but um i'm really happy with how it turned out and it was uh definitely a new experience for me but i was really i was really stoked on it
1: that's awesome okay that's really that's really cool all right i'm gonna play i'm gonna play the track real quick we'll give it a listen and then we'll talk more about it
0: mind is spiraling, woke up wondering hmm, why you left that night in October still. Miss your car, miss your street. I miss your couch, miss your mouth. Are you missing me? Miss your breath on my neck like a breeze. I even miss all our fights. Are you missing me? I miss your street. I miss your couch. Miss your mom. Are you missing me? I miss your breath on my neck like a breeze. Are I even miss, miss all our fights. Fight. Are you missing me? I miss your couch. Miss your car. Miss you your street. Me. I miss your couch. Miss your mom. Are you, Are you missing me? I miss your breath on my neck like a breeze. Oh. I oh. even miss all our fights. Oh.
2: god i've heard that song so many times
1: (laughs) that must be really weird when you're an artist and you like hear your song millions millions of times you get it made whatever like i get sick of listening to the podcast when i'm like fixing it like later on so yeah
2: yeah it's i mean like this song moved relatively fast and i think from the moment i got the first demo it was like at least we were we were addressing it once a day for six months and that was that was like a fast process For for us, there's a song on the album that's coming out in the summer that was finished two and a half years ago.
1: Oh damn!
2: And then we had to go in and like redo the mix and change up a bit of the production to Mm -hmm. make sure that it was like kind of moving with the time. But Uh um, we all agreed that it didn't have a place on the last album. And then going into this album, I was like, shoot, I really like that song. Uh, We should like bring this back.
1: Yeah. Um, So it's. Where are the streams at right now on Missing Me? I
2: think, I think it's really
1: awesome. Like, I really love you. it. Like, honestly, that's Missing why Me it. is
2: approaching 500,000. I think this that's week awesome. we'll kind of pass that threshold. Congratulations um, to both of you guys, everyone involved. Thank you. Is involved. Yeah, yeah, I mean, thank you very much. It's, it's weird. There's like, it was funny because when I was just getting started um, uh, with releasing music, uh, I was surrounded by a bunch of people kind of mentoring me and I was watching them, you know get the top of New Music Friday USA or get this, get that. And I was like, oh, you know, when I release music, it's going to happen like that for me. Right. And I really had to, like, struggle and climb to get streams and to get people to listen. And right. before I signed my record deal, I put out my first EP. And I think we got about, like, sounds, two million. Sounds,
1: right? Yeah. In 2016?
2: Yes. Yeah. Uh, we I put out Sounds. And then I think over a year, we got about, like, two million streams on it. But it had never touched a Spotify playlist. Like, nothing in-house had ever been added. I was like, oh, like when when is this gonna happen? And then mm-hmm. we signed our record deal. Um and it's still like such a climb and I'm lucky to have, you know, really nice Spotify support at this moment. But there's no number where I'm content. There's always right. like I, I hit this goal and then I'm like, okay, well, what's next? Because right. I get to watch people like Jocelyn. I think Jocelyn probably has over a hundred million streams right. on her catalog.
0: Right.
2: And I'm like, oh well, I, I need that next. And then, you right. know, when you hit there, when is it gonna stop? So I'm starting right. to uh, try to disassociate myself from, I mean, trying to, not succeeding, but, you know, trying to take a little bit of time to, like, take away from the numbers. I think that, like, the, some of my favorite songs are certainly not my most streamed songs. Right. So I just need to, like, put out stuff that I'm proud of, and as long as it's keeping a roof over my head, that's that's all I can really do.
1: Yeah. I think it stops when your songs have become, have gone on, like, karaoke, software for like covers and they've been made into remixes on commercials i think Ah. that's when you know
2: that you are
1: you've reached critical mass
2: exactly so it's so funny that you said that because we were i was on a call with my manager today and he said he said we have all the instrumentals we should just release karaoke versions because quite often people dm me and they're like hey can you send me the instrumental Uh because i want to sing it at like a talent show or i want to uh you know sing it at my birthday or whatever right and so i'm like you know let's just put it out there and if anything uh, like even some of the ballads people can you know use it as meditation background music (laughs) that's
1: true that's true yeah um okay so how did you get to i also like the remix of missing me so if you're listening you need to go listen to that because that's really good too yeah it's got a little bit of like a 80s synth you got those drums in there that i kind of like a lot like i'm super into like 80s vibe anything so yeah. it's got a little bit of influence there, which I really like. Um, but so how did you get to tell me why I always be my baby? Like, how
2: did you get to cover that song? It's so interesting. I, I knew that I wanted to do a cover on the record because right. I wanted with my first album to give like an olive branch to people that had no clue who I was, which was most people um, to give them something familiar, which was a hit song. And a melody that people knew, so as soon as the first, you know, uh. yeah, you know what I mean. So as soon as that came in, <laughs> yeah. they were gripped, but they were also intrigued as to okay, let's watch this crash and burn, or let's see if I enjoy this in a in you know in a bit of a new way. And I knew that I didn't want to do a American Idol version of it, meaning just like going out and singing like I was doing karaoke at a bar. Right. I wanted to make it feel like an entirely new song. Right. Um, And I wanted to take lyrics, like kind of take a bop that a lot of people knew and then interpret the lyrics in like a much more emotional way. Mm -hmm. So Always Be My Baby wasn't the first one that I was going to do. It didn't come to mind. I was going to do Midnight Train to Georgia, I think by Gladys Knight. Mm -hmm. But then I thought that enough people didn't know that. Well, something,
1: sorry, one thing that I really love that you do, and you've done this, you did this with Always Be My Baby, you did this with Lucky as well. Yeah. Yeah. And you also did this with Hit Me Baby one more time, (laughs) which I kind of want to play later if we can get to it. Yeah, you did a deep dive. (laughs) But you have this way of taking like these really like actually lyrically deep songs, like emotional songs that are like sort of underneath this happy pop layer. Yeah. And imbuing some of that like emotion back into them. Yeah. And that's what I really love about this and Always Be My Baby and Lucky too. So I think that's really cool. Really Thank you about you. So. I, I
2: appreciate that. That's exactly what I was trying to do. Yeah. Um when I came across Always Be My Baby, it just kind of hit. I was going through all like all of the pop divas catalogs and I was I was about to do Believe by Share or Strong Enough by Share, but I knew that Ella Henderson on the X Factor did Believe by Share stripped down. I love I so, love Believe by Share. You know, yeah. but, uh, uh, that's how we, we had kind of had it back and forth on Instagram yeah. about that. Because I um, always
1: I do have this stupid joke where I always ask my friends just randomly because I'm, I'm trying to be awkward and stupid. I'm like, do you? Be- hey, hey, real quick. Can you tell me something? And I'll be like, do you believe in life after love? And just like to be <laughs> awkward and stupid. So, yeah.
2: But anyway, oh, my God. Um, I'm a dork. So. It's no, whatever. it's perfect. <laughs> I think that it's I have a bit of uh, of bitterness with like I'm I'm 22. And I was in the studio with a young artist that's being developed, and I was writing for her project. And uh, she, I was having a freak out because I'm like, the, the Pussycat Dolls are coming back. The Pussycat Dolls are coming back. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. The Pussycat Dolls are coming back.
0: Yeah. I was like, I'm
2: going to go to Vegas and see them in concert whenever it happens. Blah, 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 blah. And she is in grade 12. And she looked at me and she was like, who? I was like, the Pussycat Dolls. And she was like, I don't know what that is. huh. And I felt this like this fire inside. And of of I felt I turned into an old man on my front porch, being like, "This generation isn't going to know all of the good music. They're not going to appreciate Celine Dion, and Whitney oh Houston, and Mariah Carey, like the <laughs> Holy Trinity. What's the, What's their Holy Trinity? Billie <laughs> Eilish. I, I can't I can't get around this. Um, so I'm just like trying to. Cli- I'm like, Abba is Abba going to disappear? I can't let that happen. Um, but uh, so yeah, long in the short to wrap it back around. I've I wanted to you know take songs that were lyrically. Mm. Um, deep and kind of portray them in a totally different way. Yeah. And I think that I want to like kind of keep doing that. It's been fun to explore and kind of find songs where I can do that. And I think, what, again, are, what not,
1: are some you're thinking of doing next?
2: Like, yeah, what are on your so mind? I, I really want to do strong enough by share. Okay. Um, I that think would be that good. That'd be good. Cause it's like full on disco. Yeah. Um, and I think if you like were to strip that back, and um, just throw big gang harmonies on it. It mm-hmm. would be really nice. I wanted to do what else was I gonna do? I, I had a thought about doing The Way I Am by Ingrid Michelson, but I think that it's already kind of what it needs to be. It's already kind of stripped back. It's not like a big bop. Uh-huh. Um so, I'm there's a few that I'm throwing around. I, to be honest, when I find the perfect one, I do it. So, I right. don't think that I've found that like the aha moment that I had with right. always my baby and lucky has not resurfaced yet. Right. Um, and oh, I what funny you said that because I'm already thinking about the next EP for Beyond This Album. I'm starting recording it in July.
1: Okay. And I
2: was about to do My Heart Will Go On, but like a totally different version of it um and i had it all arranged i had the guitar part done and then i ended up repurposing it for an original song because mm-hmm. um, i just thought that it was better and i was like oh maybe i should take a little break from the covers who knows it might still happen so you heard it here first if it does yeah but uh also part of me feels like blasphemous to take on celine dion which in my opinion is the best singer of all time
1: well um, okay so this is the thing when you're covering peop- any of the holy trinity like whitney or celine or like right or whatever you can't attempt to do what they do like Shosh, uh yeah. i don't know if you saw shoshana's cover of whitney in her car she posted on her instagram story Shoshana Shoshana Bean. Bean. yeah 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 so she did i have nothing right so if she to go on a stage and like try and perform that in front of an audience she would yeah. be kind of like competing with whitney in a way like yeah. it would be like so it's like hard to top that whereas if she's just there singing it in her car it's like there's something about it that's kind of cool, you know?
2: I don't know exactly. What it is. i I completely appreciate what you just said because yeah. I knew when I picked the Mariah Carey song, I was like, if I'm gonna take on Mariah Carey, I, I, it's not gonna be in her field. I'm not gonna walk into right. the into the battle ring, <laughs> trying to do Mariah like it, how egotistical of me to assume <laughs> that I could do a song from one of the three best singers of all time. Like, if, I, if I'm going to no. try it, it needs to be a new song with the same melody and lyrics. Because if I heard my version, or if I heard myself sing where I carry in the original style, I'd be like, uh, that's really optimistic that you thought that you could try that. But please stop. It's just like, <laughs> the best already exists. So why would I try yeah. to do 50% of that? Don't them? even compete. Have you seen yeah.
1: one of my favorites is the, um, if, if you believe, I think it is by... Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey as a
2: duet together. From from the Prince of Egypt. Yes. And I will play it in the car and I will turn my head for both parts. Because when they get into the runs at Uh the end and Whitney does like her really short, like aggressive, angry ones, Uh it's very like back and forth. And if I ever did drag, I would do that song so I could give the full fast back and forth of all of their runs back and forth (laughs) because it's it's really magical
1: can you imagine being mariah carey at that point in your career and you're like here you are you've reached like the pinnacle you're on a stage whitney houston with whitney houston doing a duet
2: yeah well it's it's kind of it that that duet is its own magical entity because it takes two of the Holy Trinity and puts them beside each other because we can all hypothesize who is the best of Celine, Mariah and Whitney. And on a different day of the week, you'll have a different argument for any of them. But there was the VH1 Divas live where Mariah and Celine were there together. Um, And then there was when you believe where Whitney and Mariah were together. Right. And you get to hear them back and forth. And there's moments of both of their voices in that song where I'm like, oh no maybe it's mariah and then I'm like oh no maybe whitney's the best <laughs> but what i will say is the vh1 divas live they were all singing uh you make me feel like a natural woman by aretha franklin and aretha franklin's there in the middle mm-hmm. and celine walks up and like sings circles around aretha franklin and is like doing runs up and over and you see mariah carrying the back like Real upset because she's like, I feel like I could do that too, but I chose not to disrespect Aretha Franklin and Celine's yeah, there stealing yeah. the spotlight. And I think I think Mariah gave some sort of a pointed interview after that, being like, You don't do that to Aretha Franklin. It was it it was one of the yeah, well, wildest moments. Kind of classy and, in the way that she is. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm hoping that people listening to this, and I feel like they will. I feel like people who either know you or I are gonna appreciate the Holy Trinity. Yeah. But it truly is I don't think there's going to be a generation that's going to have voices like those three women in their prime.
1: It doesn't come along very often, especially now, like the way you produce music, like you really don't have to have an amazing voice to stand out. Absolutely. And
2: and like the great songs exist beyond amazing voices. I think that Into You by Ariana Grande is one of the best pop songs Mm -hmm. of all time because of the production. But her voice isn't outstanding on that recording. She right. has an outstanding recording voice, but it's not, like, a hugely vocal, agile song. Right. Um, she can would... do it. She can do vocal, Oh, she can. Actually. That's the thing. But that song didn't right. require it. It right. might have almost, like, cut it down if there was more of that. Well, who even, like, think? Seven
1: Rings, which was, like, her one of her biggest... It's
2: right, it's very like spoken and like anti sung, right? Um, which for me kind of gets me because if I know you can just like give it to me, you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> don't it, like, give me some sort of a high note in there. Right. But who, who do you think is the holy trinity of this new generation vocally?
1: Oh, that's a tough one, that's a really tough one. I don't think I've actually thought about it. Um, I have my opinions. I think Billie Eilish has to be in there because there's just something she does with her voice, I don't her vocal know. trinity,
2: Andy. I don't yeah. know. I, I haven't think
1: thought about this. You Billie Eilish
2: has a has a cool tone. I am, and when I heard "Ocean Eyes" for the first time when she was fifteen, it blew my mind. I sent it right. to everyone. I was like, "Oh my god, listen to the tone of this young girl." But in in my opinion, the the perfect aspects of a voice are skill uh-huh. and agility. Meaning, like, can you do all the big runs? Can you do? Uh-huh. I don't think Billie Eilish can do that power which Billie eilish certainly doesn't have because everything is adele can we say adele is in there i will allow adele to be considered for the trinity but again (laughs) i don't think that the agility is there she has tone and power for days Mm -hmm. but i don't think that the agility is there if if adele had to do all of the runs that celine and mariah and whitney were doing i don't think that Mm -hmm. it would happen so i think if we're talking about all three i think that Tori Kelly and Jesse okay. J are there to be discussed. I think, I mean, it, it's tough because Jennifer Hudson could be there, but I don't think that Jennifer Hudson is necessarily an artist. I think that she's a singer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I think Lady Gaga has power and tone. I don't think necessarily that the agility is there, but the tone is through the roof. Um, so it, it's tough. I think that Tori Kelly and, and Jesse J can kind of like, be the first two to be considered but right. i don't think that they'll stand up to the last generation either so it's well, i mean, I the, very these, passionately yeah,
1: about <laughs> i mean these i know it's great I mean but these people they don't come along very often that's the thing
0: yeah,
2: yeah.
1: so it, that's what makes them kind of special
2: we so, were so blessed to have the, ultimately like the three greatest singers and not only the greatest singers of all time but they had hits they had songs that like and huge discographies that like really let them soar in their singing capability. It wasn't like they were this amazing background singer that didn't have their own artistic, you know, stamp or voice or sound. All right. three of these women right. had such amazing discographies that were so personal to their taste.
1: Did you hear what happened with Adele recently? How she like cut her hair? No, she
2: didn't, sweetie. No, no, no. no, no, no. Well, it, that was a rumor that she did a was, quarantine cut. No, new album was, right it was it was trending on twitter and maybe she did cut it but the photo that leaked was is the worst photoshop photo of all time they found the original it was like from like a vogue cover shoot or whatever oh, you shit. can see her real hair like kind of <laughs> blended through it so go go look on twitter look up adele haircut and you'll see the original photo in the photoshop the photoshop is wild because when i first saw it i was like Oh my God, why does her hair not match the photo? And then I saw that it was a Photoshop. Maybe she cut her hair and someone just made a joke and edited that photo. Right, right. But if she did cut her hair, we have, the public has yet to see it.
0: Well,
1: so she posted, she also posted on her Instagram saying like almost 30. And she was all like old and shit, like in a wig with makeup. Yeah. So I'm excited because her new, I think that she's teasing for her new album. It's going to be 30.
2: I'm, I'm really excited for her new record. I'm hoping that like when when 25 by Adele came out I was so thrilled because it was exactly what I wanted from it it was it was 21 and 19 but like it evolved and changed enough for me to know what Adele was I'm hoping that this album isn't um seven rings for her you know I hope that it's not like modern like really modern production and like trap beats and right. her not living up to her full vocal potential unless that's what she wants to do and then live your artistic life. But for me as a listener, what I want from this new album is kind of more of the same. I think Adele's the only artist that has the freedom right. to make the same kind of album over and over again because she does it so well. You don't want her to and... take the
1: Sam Smith route where he's like going more like poppy a little bit and less ballady.
2: i think that sam is making a good decision because i don't think that he's an artist that can make the same album over and over again i Mm -hmm. think that he tried with the second album Mm -hmm. um and i don't think that it was in the lonely hour 2.0 i think that it just kind of wasn't that and now he's reinventing himself and i think that it's going really well for him i love the Um, new i
1: love all the new tracks for all the new singles lately that he's been doing it's a Absolutely. bummer that he delayed the album, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, I mean, I'm interested for Adele's because it's going to be a breakup album because she just she got divorced from Simon. Uh, yes. What's his name? Kaneki, Ken, Ken, right? Um, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, she literally defines the breakup album genre. Like, I feel like. Yeah, <laughs> I think that Adele so, has
2: a lot of. She's a really interesting artist because when Adele releases music, the world kind of stops. Yeah. And Adele does it on her own timeline. Um. So I think that it's going to be interesting. She has the the ball in her court if she wants to reinvent herself and really kind of change the way that music is going. But for me, selfishly, I just want like the new 25. I'm like, give me more of the same because I think she's the only artist that can release the same type of album over and over again and have it make the same impact because the quality of the writing is so good. Yeah, I think Amy Winehouse would have been able to do the same thing. I think Amy Winehouse would have been able to release Back to Black. Over and over mm-hmm. and over again mm-hmm. with different songs, and it would be it would make the same impact.
1: Who would you have liked to see Amy Winehouse do a duet with?
2: uh if like Amy, now if Amy were still around, she would have done a duet with John Legend because I just know that would have happened, it wouldn't right. be who I would have chose, right? For Amy Winehouse to do a duet with, who would I have liked to see Amy Winehouse? I, I would feel have seen like her do it with Lizzo, maybe that would be kind of weird. Or oh. Cool i can I can get on board with that. I think that would happen. I feel like she would do a duet with like James Blake or something. like I feel yeah. like that's who Amy Winehouse would choose right. for and I'm just really hypothesizing now, but um, yeah. who would I want? Why do I feel like Amy Winehouse and Macklemore would do a duet? Like, am I like I feel like that that could happen? It
0: could happen. Or not
2: I mean it, it couldn't happen right now, but I feel like that that could have been on on Earth 2.0, where Hillary Clinton's president right now, and uh, Amy Winehouse is doing a duet with Macklemore, You know? Yeah. Earth Earth cool. 2.0 sounds great.
1: I love that song. What was it? Uh, I forget the name of the song. He's talking about like uh, coming out, like I can't change even if I. That song, right? You know that song.
2: Um, Same Love came out when I was in grade 10 right. and it made my high school experience so much easier because yeah. I saw like Macklemore was huge at that point point. Mm-hmm. and I saw all of the guys in school um, want to like they're like oh like it's cool and it's dope to be accepting like I, I right. should I should have a gay friend like, like right. that, that's cool now I don't want to be uncool right um so it's like i saw this weird polarizing shift of how people were acting and it had, like that song for me made a huge impact i saw it made a huge impact on my school yeah um That's so amazing. it was it was it was really powerful i used to just listen to it
1: to cope you know yeah like just give me like courage like whatever just listening through my day i like-
2: think that there was so much power for me like, there, for me, when I was younger, watching Lady Gaga speak for the gay community. Mm-hmm. And then because it was me watching, you know, what I deemed to be, uh, when I was a child, you know, uh, a, a straight woman. And I, I don't know what Lady Gaga's sexuality is, but how mm-hmm. I deemed it at the time was someone Remember who, that
1: thing where people were like, do you have a penis or whatever? Like, remember? Oh, God. she just was like a fucking the baller the way she answered. Like, and there's that interview with Anderson Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she handled that amazingly. So
2: she always handled herself <laughs> amazing. And there was there was so much power for me to watch someone who I deemed to be outside of my experience standing up for me. Right. So when it was a straight guy, who is typically kind of like the enemy of who I was growing up, right. it was kind of always the people that picked on me were straight men. Right. To have someone in that community standing up and speaking up for me right. was so powerful. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it's one thing to understand the experience, and it's one thing to not. Have walked the experience, but still be able to empathize with it.
1: Right, 100. percent. I agree. So, so music, who are some music new o- is powerful.
2: Who but. are some new artists that you've been listening to that you are just like? And I, I can imagine you have a long list. But like, what's what's what have you been playing this week? That's like at the top of your list and you recently played.
1: Okay, so I did my playlist, Andy's mixtape that you I put you on there. Yes, thank you um, for doing you that.
2: You have the most albums out of everyone on there, but I felt
1: like I had to put missing me on there because it just fit and i wanted it to be so and it's my playlist so i can do whatever <laughs> i want honestly so whatever <laughs> but well thank you yeah you're welcome so i have been listening to this place playlist a lot are you into like lanny or um 1975 or okay so like that?
2: typically i listen to a genre of music called women only but this year i've broadened my horizons and um is it my- just
1: women is that what it, like i said no yeah like,
2: is it, like what <laughs> no so like typically like i always connected to female voices because okay. i thought that they were more powerful but in the last year i've like really opened my broadened my horizons and like right. uh, i've been listening to lanny laney i don't know how to pronounce yeah. the yeah, name um 1975 because a lot of the video directors and photographers that i work with listen to them all the time and i remember uh being played <laughs> through these tears yeah. by laney or, or lanny, um, lanny, yeah. and I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. And like the melody just like hit me in the gut. Did you hear the he does like a piano cover? It's like a
1: black and white piano cover of Through These Tears. It's like an acoustic version.
2: I have not heard that. Oh,
1: you've got to hear it because like honestly, like it made me like I've cried to that song. Like honestly, like
2: so he was he was Dula Peep's ex, right? I don't know. Was he? I, don't know. I think I th- wasn't that song about <laughs> I it might called be, Lipa, Dula peep Dula now Dula of the Wendy because <laughs> of the Wendy Williams video. I don't know. Hang on, I'll look it up really quick. But um, so
1: I've been listening to the play. The, most of my playlists I've been listening to. Uh, yeah. And so like, for instance, I'm really excited about this band called Pink Roses. Um, okay. They literally I think they have like three tracks out. They just released one of their songs. It's called DTLA and it's very like Lanny vibes. Um, Whoa. very kind of like '80s vibes. Um, there's another artist. Um, there's another band called Midnight Kids, which is also like in the same genre. It's very like yep. '80s throwback, whatever. Also, y- you and I follow Mal- Malia Sivets. I'm really excited to see what Malia Sivets does because I love the Broke Boy music video. Yes, I love the song, and I even love um, Heartbroke, the
2: newest single that she just came out.
1: I don't even know
2: how. I know, Malia Savets, but we've been, I think, Facebook friends for probably like 10 years, I had to guess, because I was trying to, I part of me wanted to go to USC Thornton, which was a music school, and I may have found her through that circle. But regardless, I remember hearing one of her demos on SoundCloud way back in the day. And I reached out to her being like, you are an amazing singer. Oh, my gosh.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: then I think we had casual conversation maybe back in the day. And then I've just kind of like known of her for right. the 10 years following. And I've been watching everything that she's doing. And my God, she's such a singer. That's yeah. someone that excites me because when there's I'm 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 a 2000s pop kind of girl. So you give if you give me a big vocalist singing pop music. Right. I'm through the roof. And right. she's such a singer. So right. I'm really, really excited about her project. Well,
1: I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited to see what she does. I love what she's done so far. And I love artists that can kind of use their music to say things that are happening in culture or the things that people are feeling in culture but that you can't really do other than in music as the medium. Like you can't, like if you talk about it, it's hard and it's awkward. Like, yeah, but like you listen to it and it's like, oh yes, like that's how people are feeling. Like that's what everybody's going through. Like. So I love that. But um, OK, so Lanny and uh, so Paul Klein and Dua Lipa dated for five months at the end of 2017. And then they do
2: the Dua Peeps. So,
1: I also love that album. Have you listened to uh, Future Nostalgia? Yeah, yeah.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So it's I've started getting a vinyl collection uh, that's and it. we're very my partner and I are very specific about, oh, you know, if we add an album, it needs to be an album that has marked a moment of our life. And that was the first one we've had a conversation about, like, the album in the last year. I think the most recent one we have is Golden Hour by Casey Musgraves. Mm. Because they have to be start to finish albums and they have to be albums that we've played on repeat that kind of, like, mark a moment in in either of our lives. Uh And uh, it's the first one that we're considering now. Um, I I think I need to give it a bit more time and see how its longevity lasts in Uh my life <laughs> right but it's the first right. one that we're considering because it really is a start to finish album which i'm really happy about
1: yeah that's cool okay um i want you to kind of go into i want to find out like so you did sounds which is the first EP, and then you did yes. the fifth in 2018 which is your first album yes and so like what what was the process what were you thinking what were you trying to do with the fifth and then what are you going to do with your new album that's going to come out
2: Absolutely. Well, thank you for asking. Um so I did Sounds kind of on my own um which was my first EP which I kind of pictured it as like my Shark Tank pitch project where I can walk into the room and go like hey sharks this is yeah, my yeah, yeah. this is my demo here like this is this is what I've done on my own this is kind of the vibe this is the cow you're buying. Right. Would you do you like the milk? Would you like me to keep making milk for you? That would Would be- <laughs> you like to purchase my cow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay. Except for I was the cow. and the ep was my milk and i was like you want more of this um or do you want to turn it into cheese you know like this this is what i'm selling here and it's a really awful metaphor i don't know why i keep using it i've used that metaphor for so long but anyway so i used that to shop to labels um and i had a few conversations but no one was really biting and then i played a show in vancouver in like a basement for no one there um and this gentleman walked up to me after the show and he said, I think you have an amazing voice. You should come by 604 Records because... Well, well, was
1: that discouraging? Like being there? Like nobody was there? Or you I just like knew, power through it? Or
2: I kind of knew that no one was going to be there. I've always been very realistic as like, I'm not Celine Dion. So why would I expect her audience right. to turn up? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I didn't really have a lot of traction at the time. I had 2 million streams, most of which were overseas. So I'm like, who who would I expect to come see right, the show? Right. So I, I wasn't really too upset about it. Right. But this gentleman came up to me after the show, one of the five people that was there, and said, hey, I think your voice is great. I just started working with 604 Records, who is one of the labels that I reached out to and never answered. Um, and he's like, you should just come and meet Jonathan, um, the head of the label, and just have a conversation. Um, so I went and I chatted with him and... Um, He said, oh, you sound familiar. Why do you sound familiar? I said, well, I emailed the label probably like six months ago. And he said, oh, yeah, I did listen to your stuff. Um, Let's kind of test the waters here and see how our relationship grows. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to do five months of kind of like trial management where they would prove themselves to me and I'd prove myself to them. And one of the tasks that I have was to bring in five demos and if he liked one of the songs, then we would enter into a record deal and mm-hmm. we would move forward with that song being on the album. Right. So I used the label's resources and I did a bunch of co-writing and a bunch of demos. Um, and I wrote tell me smooth. And I did a the demo version of always be my baby broken, let me go and one other song. And I sent them in and he liked four of them and like sent tell me smooth to Sony. And they had this big conversation and, From there, Tell Me Smooth was the focus song. It's what everyone was talking about. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, let's develop the album with Tell Me Smooth as the bullseye. Mm -hmm. And then see how poppy and how bowdy it goes on either end of that bullseye. But I want to keep it on the target. Um, So I kept developing the album. And I'm, I'm really proud of the album. I think that it's exactly the album that I wanted to make. I think that it was a good mix of like UK pop. Right and u.s pop but i didn't really hear anyone in canada that was like throwing big harmonies on a you know pop track especially that went to radio Mm -hmm. um and that song went to top 20 in canada for like 17 weeks i think Mm -hmm. and uh it was it really got the ball rolling for me uh and i was i'm just i'm thrilled with that album it's crazy that it's been two years of it being out already it feels like it was just kind of yesterday but where do you, you want know, to go for the future album? Yeah, so all the singles that have put out for this new album have been a lot poppier than the first album. Right. I'd always been kind of like pegged as people were always like, "Oh, you sound like Sam Smith. You're the Canadian Sam Smith. You're the Canadian Sam Smith." Right. So I felt like I had to like kind of give them what they were asking for, mm-hmm. and I felt like I had I was scared about if I did something too poppy that it would be deemed as too gay. Really? Why is that? I'm always hyper conscious and just like I think at that time entering into the music industry, I was very concerned with the middle of any country, anything that's not coastal having Mm -hmm. an issue with something if it's too bold.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. So there was a lot of like fear about that, and then no one had put that on me. That was fear that I brought with myself and with my music, and I didn't want anything to come across as too to one way or the other. I didn't want to rub people the wrong way. Right. And um as I moved forward with beyond that first album, um, I kind of just I don't I don't even know what the turning point was, but I decided that I love bubblegum pop music. Right. And I was in a stage where I was listening to it all the time. And I'd always kind of said that I wasn't allowed to do that, either because it was too gay or because, you know, I can sing. So I need to show that I can sing. Right. And sometimes Well, you've
1: proven that you can sing at this point, I have to say. So you can <laughs> well, you you can much. rest, you can rest a little bit.
2: Thank you. Um, <laughs> but I was like, I, you know, I can sing. So I have to show that off. Right. But there was a turning point where I said, why can't I make bubblegum pop music? I'm like, well, I, at least I can try. If if, 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 if I don't like this demo, I don't have to release it. But the right. first one that I tried was the coast um just give it and, a shot
1: and see what happens
2: yeah that's the thing and we gave it a go the label loved it and i and then i felt i'm so lucky to have a team that kind of supports me in whatever i make i had to overcome my own issues with you know allowing myself to make whatever music i wanted right, to make right. that's a process um, but I've, I, I've always felt championed and supported by my team, which I'm really grateful for. And uh, I started with The Coast, and then I kind of just like let the, like I took the lid off and everything kind of like, I, I opened Pandora's box and it all right. came rushing out. So right. I think a lot of the singles that I've done for this album are a lot poppier than I've done before. And I, it's been a really thrilling process for me because I feel like I'm making the pop music that I want to listen to. If 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 this song came on in a playlist, I'm like, oh, this is what, I would stop for. So right. I really feel like this album is the album that I would want to listen to from start to finish. There's a few very vulnerable moments on it. Right. Uh, but this album was really is- allowing myself to to do that.
1: That's awesome. Is um Flashback going to be on there? Do- yeah, it is. Okay. It is. Yeah. I was listening to that song. I really like that song. What is the, like, uh, where did that song come from? Like, what's the.
2: Yeah. I, um when I was 17, before I moved to London, England, I graduated high school and I was going to London in September, uh, two months after I graduated, to live there and go to music school there and, and, you know, kind of try to make it happen. Okay, wait, can
1: I? I'm sorry, I want to pause you. I want to play it. Can we play it? And then please, I want to hear you please. talk about it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So this is Flashback by Matthew V. It's going to be on his new album. It came out in 2019. Here we go.
0: I pray I remember that day remember they said it's all my fault I hide I sit alone and cry whenever I'm needed anyone and i'd never play you for a fool but now now it's hard to- you make of me when i had to get up on my own 17 when he put his hands on me and i had to fight my way back home but Maybe it all just takes me back.
1: There it is. Beautiful. I really like that song. Um, I, one of the things that I'm looking for, I always love to see an artist is when I can feel their soul through their song. Yeah. like it, no matter how successful or talented or good the song is or whatever like there are certain songs where you can like feel the artist's soul like i have nothing by whitney houston is like an example of when she sings that and she performs that i can feel her soul in that song yeah and i can yeah. feel i can feel feel a little bit of that in this song so i really like it so Thank you. you're welcome I'm, I'm i'm excited for more people to hear it so they need to um okay so where did this song come from you moved to london when you were 17.
2: Yeah, so I, right. I had just graduated high school. I was about to go to <laughs> London. I had worked really hard. I got into music school when I was fifteen. I'd done all the work, and this was my holy grail of I'm going to go. I'm going to make my career happen. I was so motivated about it. And um, right after I graduated um, high school, uh, there was there's uh, a certain dating app in the the gay community that I had been made aware to me, um, and I was like, Oh my god, I'm so thrilled i had just lost 100 pounds i went from literally thinking that no one was ever going to love me mm-hmm. um or you know kiss me or anything to now me feeling like i was in this new body and i was finally allowed to you know i'm like oh like people might you know be interested in me oh my mm-hmm. god this is so cool there's a dating app for, for you for gay people and i'm so excited that you know because i didn't get to date in high school there were no other gay kids around right so i was like oh wow this is cool And I went on not really knowing what it was um, Mm -hmm. and uh, went on a date. I went on a walk um, and uh, just didn't end up being the best situation for me without Mm -hmm. getting into any details that we don't need Mm -hmm. to get into. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really lucky to be in Canada to the point where... um, Regardless of what happened, I was able to, you know, go to the hospital discreetly and get things taken care of that had to be taken care of. And treatment was provided for me uh, by our government, which was awesome. But um, it was something that had happened. And I knew that if I told anyone about it, that I wasn't going to be allowed to go to London to go to music school, which was Mm -hmm. my dream. And I was like, I'm not going to let this Mm -hmm. stop for whatever procedures were going to happen if I came clean about what had happened. Right. I didn't want to go through it, I wanted to forget that it had happened, right. I wanted to get my treatment done, and I wanted to go to school, so I didn't tell anyone about it, right. and then I thought that it was done and over with, Right. Um, and I had moved on with my life and all that stuff, and I think as I got older and after I moved back, this is probably three years after the incident had happened, I had kind of started to notice patterns of how I had learned to cope with things, uh-huh. and things that um i kind of carried with me from that Mm -hmm. and so i talked to my one of my best friends luca fogali who's an amazing artist in his own respect i'd recommend everyone go listen to him but he's one of my best friends as Mm -hmm. well i've worked with him on music since sounds and onward and um i sat him down in his basement and i was like i think i'm like i want to write a song Here's the chords. I I don't really know how to talk about it, but let's just, I want to get your opinion on this. Right. And then I started singing it, and then verse two happened. And there's a line in verse two where I was like, I say 17 when he put his hands on Mm -hmm. me, and then he stopped, and he was like, so caught off guard (laughs) by it because i i really had to process if i wanted to be Mm. so blunt about it Mm -hmm. because i didn't want to trigger anyone and i didn't want to be too forward and my biggest fear throughout the whole process was that anyone would think that i wanted attention for it right um i it's so easy to see on Twitter, on social media, anything. Whenever people come forward with anything, it's very easy to attack or right. victim shame or to say right. that things didn't happen. And I, the last thing that I wanted was right. for that to happen. And so we had to have serious conversations about: Do we even want to write this song? Right. Um, is is it too shocking and, and, and garish? Because I don't mm-hmm. want it to be like this this shock piece. Um, and he's. One of the best humans I know was unbelievably supportive in whatever I wanted to, to, to whatever my comfort level was, uh, to kind of let me tell my story. So I made the demo. It was kind of a, it kind of opened Pandora's box for me to mm-hmm. use that reference again mm-hmm. in personal aspects. Um, mm-hmm. And I sent it to the label with a group of like eight songs. And my manager picked Flashback, and uh, I think the coast is the two standouts. And I was like, okay, I guess we're moving forward on this and kudos to, you know, my label as well for being able to champion a personal story like this as well. I don't think that it's a song that necessarily is going to top the charts Mm -hmm. um, in any sense of the word, but it was something for me that spawned a really powerful kind of transformation in myself just to like deal with the fact that I had to address some of these issues and uh, releasing the song when i realized that the song was actually going to come out right i had like this this really serious fear because not only like it's one thing to say things to complete strangers but i'm like my family's gonna hear this
0: yeah
2: my extended family's gonna hear this right and it's gonna cause a lot of questions internally as to what happened and why it happened and how things were dealt with
1: did that happen
2: it did I, I got calls from extended family members that were like, that wanted details on what had happened. Right. Um, and I mean, looking out for me and wanting to make sure that yeah, I was okay. Yeah. Coming and all this from stuff. a loving place. Yeah. yeah. Coming from a loving place, but it it's still ultimately, hard. It's harder for, it's still hard for you. Yeah. So. The, the most beneficial thing for me was at that point, I, when that I knew that song was going to be released, I started going to therapy. And, uh, although it kind of sent me into a spiral at first when I actually unboxed all of these things, yeah it was a really powerful moment for me to kind of look at from the outside how growing up in the gay community, growing up with, you know, dating apps that aren't really dating apps. Right. Um, and then... Sex things, apps. Yeah, sex apps. <laughs> Instead of Growing up with that from 17 years old, the, the kind of... The patterns that that programmed into me on where I saw my worth and how I interacted with other gay people in the community. And it was a really amazing aha moment for me to realize how i wanted to conduct myself moving forward right and if some of those things that i learned were kind of coping mechanisms that weren't benefiting me or or my future relationships i wish we really
1: i I wish we could have more conversations about how like in gay culture there's a difference between like sexual intimacy and like genuine connection and i feel like those kind of get confused a lot in the gay community and it, it they're very different And a lot of people, like, I feel like they don't know how to do the genuine connection thing, or they confuse them. And it's like, no, 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 (laughs) no.
2: Well, (laughs) I, I I remember the first moment that I opened the app, I'll just call it the app. And I mean, I was, I was young, and I thought it was a dating app. And I remember in the first 10 minutes being berated with all of the content that you get berated with Mm -hmm. on that. Right. And I remember the aha moment of, oh, this is how we do things,
0: right?
2: And oh, this is what dating is for us, right? And I was like, okay, better follow suit, and I better. And I remember someone asked me want to cuddle, and I remember thinking genuinely that they wanted to cuddle.
1: Me too. I was the same way. I was the same right. Way. And I had, I
2: had butterflies in my stomach, and I was like, oh my god, my movie moment is finally happening, right? And then over time. And over constant exposure to it, right. I realize I'm like, oh, that's not what people mean, and I just need to buckle up and get in the game here, right. because it's moving all around me, and I'm falling behind. Right. So it was... There's it this whole interesting...
1: double-speak thing that happens, and yeah. you can only...
2: Nobody tells you there's no rule book, right?
1: Yeah, I mean... You just learn it. Like,
2: how old are you, if you don't mind me
1: asking? 27.
2: Yeah, like, we're, we're a part of the, the first generation, or I'll speak for myself, but I was raised with it. There was no dating prior to it. And I don't know Mm -hmm. anything different. And Mm -hmm. I, I really feel for the next generation coming up in this community, because I had to learn my worth and my value wasn't through my body at 22. You know, I didn't, I didn't understand that. And it it was made very clear to me that, oh, this is the way to do things. And I wish that like we weren't we're kind of just left to police ourselves. But I think that there's a lot of like a lot of internal struggle, at least I'll speak for myself personally. There was a right. lot of internal struggle with realizing if my body was th- the, the most important thing that I had to offer people or right. the only thing that I had to offer people.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's weird. Like as millennials were the last generation with one foot outside the internet and one foot in the internet. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and so our parents didn't have rule books. Like this is the first, like one of the first times in history, like you normally, you have the older generation telling like generation, like, Hey, these are all the things, right? Yeah. But yeah. we were the first one where it was like, nobody knows what's going on literally yeah. no one so we're yeah. figuring this shit out on our own and we're gonna make some mistakes it's gonna be weird there's gonna be some crazy stuff that happens but yeah we're gonna figure it out so i'm i feel really good for like um gen gen z i think it is gen z yeah the, yeah the coming up because i can already see that it's less of a like nobody cares if you're gay it's like just like n- people less people even like ask you know
2: yeah
0: Like,
1: and it's so much easier for kids that are growing up in middle school and high school just to, like, explore and be cool with it. Like, hey, like, I'm a dude. I like, I like dick. Okay, that's cool. Like, whatever. Like, you know, like. Oh, that's
2: what being gay is. Uh, (laughs) I've been doing it all wrong this whole time. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's just like they're free to explore in a way that, like, in a healthy way, you know, that a lot of previous generations didn't get to. So I think that's really encouraging. I'm really looking forward to seeing that. But I mean, one of the, okay, so one of the things that I really love about artists is like, you guys have so much courage because you're constantly making yourself vulnerable. Like you're yeah. putting these like vulnerable parts of you like out there in the world for people to just like listen to and like empathize with. And I think that's just like so courageous and amazing because like, just like the Macklemore song, yeah. right? Like that took courage to make right Absolutely. but it was like just such a transformational thing for the people that it resonated with yeah um and so like that's i feel like the reward you get when you show that vulnerability is you you know really yeah. help other people to get through whatever they're going through so I think well thank awesome. you
2: very much for saying that it's yeah. uh yeah that song was that was the first song that sent me into like a bit of a mental breakdown but i think it was really a moment where i had to break down everything to build it back up and yep. you know i'm ha- i'd rather deal with those demons and those patterns and everything now rather than later and i feel like i've you know kind of cleaned out some of the some of the dust from under the bed and uh therapy is a journey that i still continue with and right. you know uh it's been super beneficial to me and I'm I'm grateful that the song happened and uh, it's been put out into the world. And, right. You know, hopefully yeah. it, it hopefully it helps someone else. But really, it was kind of selfishly a song that I needed to to help myself.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm glad you did it. I'm really glad you, you did it. Thank um, you very much. So you're welcome. Um, so your new single is coming out on the 22nd of
2: yes May this month, right? 22nd of May. Um, I'm really excited about it. We're kind of releasing it in conjunction with. Pride Month. I think that June is kind of the the Pride Month that spans are we the even whole have world. A
1: pride this year. Oh. I mean,
2: it's not going to be a physical Pride. I know, I know that most of the prides that we've talked about have been canceled, but I mean, I hope we'll get you, like one
1: Pride like later on, like
2: July. But, or, I don't know, I don't but know. best believe that uh, the the gays are still going to claim our month. <laughs> Let's be honest about it. <laughs> We're going to claim our
1: month for sure. You ain't taking that away.
2: Yeah, I'm still going to yell from the window, "Move! I'm gay." Um, or, or you know, in, in, in the grocery store, regardless. But um, okay, I wait. Think... There's this
1: guy on Santa Monica Boulevard in West Hollywood, which, if you don't know, it's like the main street oh, where yeah. all the bars yeah, yeah. are in West Hollywood. Yeah. Um, and he during the quarantine, he has a speaker that he puts on his windowsill and he plays it and he just like waves at all the boys as they pass by. Like it's so weird. He's just like it's weird. But hey, I mean, he's he's doing his thing.
2: So yeah, it's a it's a, it's a party <laughs> in the street as long as you're six feet away from each other. But um, it's uh yeah, so we're kind of releasing it for Pride Month, and um, uh, I'm really stoked on the artwork. I'm a very, I-, I love putting the artwork together almost as much as I love putting the music together because mm-hmm. the nostalgia for me about music was getting a CD, looking at the front and the back, opening it, taking the booklet out, going through the booklet, mm-hmm. and just seeing how everything tied together, how the CD matched the front and like yeah. the casing under the disc match it and going right. through the booklet was mm-hmm. my favorite part mm-hmm. um it's kind of similar with vinyl too it's kind of a similar feeling you know it's like you get to yeah. actually hold the product and see how the font matches and the color mm-hmm. scheme and like how the music looks like i think right. that it's so special and so cool so i'm really stoked on the artwork it was you know one of the bolder shoots that me and my buddy uh reese had had done and um I'm just really excited about it. I I played the song on tour last, I guess over Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I went on tour in November across Canada and uh it was by far like everyone came up to me and they're like, "Oh, what's that? Like what's that song where you were all chanting and everyone was clapping? It was like uh everyone was clapping along. It was like that song, that's the song you got to release that song. And we were going to release it before Missing Me, but then the radio campaign they were like, "No, we need it right now." So right. got pushed up, but I think it's happening for the best because i'm glad it's happening around pride month we need some we we need some bops to kind of lift these days up since our pride was taken from us do
1: Do we have a name do we have a
2: name yet that we want to talk about or not no yeah it's called don't let me go okay um which is funny because i one of my most successful songs off my first album was let me go but uh you know Mm. which is it just you know people change their minds okay sometimes sometimes we 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 want to let me go and sometimes we don't want to let me go so we
1: tend to think of people as these like cinder blocks that never change yeah like if yeah. you said something like months ago or years ago or felt away months ago that you'll never change like no like dude like i change like i grow like i change yeah. my mind on
2: things so it's what i oh, and i think for artists like i want to make the music that i want to listen to and in different years i want to listen to different music right. um this album is going to sound different to sound and people have come come to me and said like oh you know since tell me smooth you've kind of strayed away from the uk pop and i liked it better right and I'm like, I'm not never going to go back to that. Right, I uh, For, you know, whatever I plan to do beyond this album, I'm already planning on changing it up and maybe reeling it in from as poppy as I've went. Because I'm like, I've done right, that now. Right. I've I've allowed that album to live in its space and I'm going to continue to reinvent or go back and readdress certain things. But right. my favorite albums are like Katy Perry albums because if... Teenage if Dream was Teenage a Dream, defining,
1: I, at defining album for like millennial generation, I think. I like. think
2: that Teenage Dream was probably the best pop album of all time if i had to like group Mm. all of the songs together that song had so that album had so many hits on it yeah but if i think about um you know a a Katy perry album for example prism i would imagine that like by the grace of god and legendary lovers are pop songs that are on two completely different records Mm -hmm. if If Birdie released By the Grace of God in the exact same production, it would be such an indie, you know, stripped down pop track. Um, But it's all branded together and tied together in a little bow through Katy Perry's branding. And you Mm -hmm. associate that song way more poppy than it actually is because it's Katy Perry. So I think that like pop is a very wide umbrella. And I like to stray within all aspects of how wide that umbrella is. Yeah. And that's where I think the branding actually comes into play, is you can convince the audience that something is more indie or more poppy, depending on how you paint it. Uh Uh-huh. Very true so i think that there's a lot of power in that but yeah. yeah if if people want me to go back to one thing or the other i can guarantee it's probably going to land there at some point in the future <laughs>
1: yeah it's cool like go explore please explore because i think yep. that's where cool new crazy things come from
2: yeah I, so. I don't think that i'm adele and i don't think that i can release the same album nine times over right. um so and i nor, nor do i want to so right. I, I think that it's fun to keep exploring right. Are you listening to OK, so one song I really
1: actually like right now it just came out by Fly By Midnight, L.A. Lonely. Yes.
2: Yeah, so. That's a
1: song that talks about things that everybody is feeling, but nobody really can talk about. And that's why I love that song. Like, they so. are
2: so, so, so good. My my journey with Fly By Midnight is quite funny. Um, I remember when I was doing label shopping, probably back in 2014. I remember coming across a fly by midnight music video because they've been at this for a while and doing right. it quite well for a while. Right. I was like, hmm, I wonder who they work with. Let me reach out. And I remember never hearing back, but I was following them ever since right. um, and kind of seeing what they were doing. And then I reached out to Justin and fly by midnight probably about a year and a half ago saying, hey, I really love your stuff. If you guys ever want to work together, just let me know. And he got back and he said, hey, man, like, your your music's great. Hopefully we can, you know, come together on something and work on a track. And right. so for about a year, we were texting back and forth and being like, oh, what city are you going to be in at this time? What city are you going to be in at this time? Because I was right. going to try to catch them either in New York or L.A. Right. And then finally in October, this last October, um, I was there on a writing trip to write Missing Me, mm-hmm. um, and I was doing a bunch of other sessions while I was there, and they were flying into L.A. for a show. Um, and I remember texting justin being like hey is is there going to be one day that we can kind of cross over and i think there was like six hours that we were both going to be in la at the oh, same sick. time and so i booked us a studio in north hollywood for four hours and we got this track done. it'll be the last single off of this album it's my favorite song off the album oh i'm so excited really for that cool to have artists that i've just been a fan of for years now and to really be able to first of all get into the studio and exactly what I imagined the song between them and I would be is exactly what we got um and got every time they release something I'm just like yes this is exactly what I wanted Uh and like I save it instantly so I am so thrilled that I got to make something with them being such a genuine fan of what they do Uh, i'm really excited for people to hear it's the first time i've ever worked with international producers on music for myself right um so i'm really excited about the song it's my favorite on the album me
1: too me too because like their newest single i love and so like seeing you two together i can't wait to see what you guys have come up with it's gonna be awesome yeah i really
2: so for people to hear it
1: cool all right do you know what
2: when the album's gonna come out or is still kind of up in the air the singles on the 22nd but so we're not making any announcements yet. It will okay. be in the summer unless something wild happens. I remember when we, we had a date locked and then the the coronavirus kind of came and squashed everyone's plans. Right. I think we're back on track. It really depends on the, the the state of the world. I know that it won't be before the summer months happen because we're getting vinyl printed right now. Ooh, and I think that perfect. there's there's a bit of like a... Like eight to ten weeks, that I think we need that to come through. You're so, gonna do
1: that colored vinyl? I love when the vinyl is like colored, like some weird, cool color.
2: We there's been a lot of thought into the graphics of this yeah, album, yeah. Um, uh, like the, the you don't the have, to book, the, yeah, you you know, have to the, spoil anything, yeah. The vinyl, <laughs> pull I'm really stoked on the art too. We had, right. um, it's the first time I didn't do the graphic design on the art because I typically do it myself, but. Mm-hmm. I'll do a full story on the artwork when we announce the album. But one of uh, someone reached out to me on Instagram, a really young, talented uh, creator, and said, I really want to do your album artwork. And then we went back and forth and they did something really, really special. That's for so it. cool. So I'm, I'm, I'm really stoked on it.
1: That's so cool. I'm excited. OK, before I let you go, I really need you to explain the rat thing. Like, where did that oh come my God. from?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of a stupid idiot. And um, I... I fell in so someone there was a tweet that went viral that said rat is short for rat you," and someone tagged me in it and I retweeted it and then my supporters just kind of ran with it and I freaking loved it because again I'm a stupid idiot so <laughs> so like I'm like rat memes absolutely so then I started making rat memes and then people started sending me rat memes and then now I've started baking in quarantine so it's like a whole ratatouille thing um didn't you make my macaroons or something i did i made them yesterday they oh, were okay. so hard but they actually turned out really well so i'm thrilled um cool. but yeah so now um i'm just kind of i'm matthew v but some of the stands will associate me with Rath uv which i find i'm i was born the year of the rat it's like uh, okay. it all just comes together and ties into a nice little bow but uh yeah, you I also some...
1: kind of look a little bit like Linguini from ratatouille it's like a tiny bit <laughs> like if you put you know on what? a chef's hat i could definitely see it like
2: i fully appreciate that because what i get all the time is that i look like neville longbottom from harry potter yeah, but you. like while he was in harry potter not like the hot neville longbottom <laughs> after like the in the movie harry in neville longbottom so I'll, i mean i'll take right. it neville longbottom in that movie i'm sure right. pulled quite the paycheck so cool i'll take yeah. it <gasps> um okay
1: so first uh where can people find you on instagram
2: yeah well on the, on the dark web probably is the best mm-hmm. place to go mm-hmm. but it's the best <laughs> place the dark web yeah um matthew v music matthew has one t v music um and that's kind of across all socials okay
1: cool all right um it was super fun talking with you honestly i had a great time um, i had such
2: a good time this is like you i feel like you've started a podcast monster now i'm just gonna be on the corner of the street be like do you have a podcast do you have a podcast <laughs> yeah do it but it's oh, uh, a great platform it's great this was super special so thank you so much for thank thinking you. of me for having uh me and for being so supportive of my music yeah. uh you have you have taste as the uh, <laughs> as the kids call it nowadays so I, i'm really flattered that you're digging my music thank and thanks to dom for introducing us as yes. well
1: dom's a really great guy so thank you for coming on um i love your music and i can't wait to see what's coming out i'm gonna sign us off with your cover of hit me baby one more time oh my god all right yeah go for it all right thanks everyone
0: supposed to know who that something was